0: Welcome to Tim Stodd's FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to the Tim Stodd's Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started on today's episode, I need to make an announcement. I don't want to edit the podcast anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I love doing the podcast. I love having these conversations. I'm so grateful for all the positive vibes and for all the uh, the kind words that I get from my listeners just about the conversations that we have and and people seem to appreciate my honesty and my vulnerability. And so it means a lot to me that I put my best foot forward with the podcast and try to try to deliver the best product that I possibly can. But listen, I hate editing these podcasts and it takes me hours to do and I feel like I suck at it and I just get frustrated doing it and I don't want to do it anymore. So from this point forward, I'm just releasing the podcasts as they come. All the ums and shits and fucks that go in there that I try to be mindful of and take out when I publish a finished podcast I'm just not going to do it anymore so I'm going to have the intro I'm going to have the introduction where I announce my guest and then however the conversation goes I'm just going to publish it live so if you come to my podcast because you appreciate the fine-tuned polished product that I put out to you (laughs) I am sorry to announce that that is not going to happen anymore the editing has really just taken the fun and the enjoyment out of my show And the biggest reason why I do my show is just because I love to do it. So there's that. Uh, Thank you to everybody that is going to continue to stick around, even though it may not be, it might be a little bit choppier, so to speak, more be of a a natural conversation, but that's just the way it's going to be. So thanks to everyone, and I hope you can deal with it. All right, so my guest today is the one and only Noah Kagan. I have been following Noah's work for... Almost the better part of 10 years, uh, he is the founder of AppSumo.com. He's also the founder of Sumo.com. And he has a personal blog, which, in my opinion, is one of the, the most honest and authentic uh, personal brands, quote-unquote, on the internet. Uh, his, his blog is OKDork.com. And it is primarily where he publishes his podcast interviews. And his podcast is Noah Kagan Presents. He's a really brilliant thinker. He's he's a brilliant product guy, and he's also very very honest. This conversation was not the typical podcast conversation that I have. We really talked about like the fears and insecurities that go along with being an entrepreneur. We talked about you know like the jealousy that comes along with seeing other people that are building a brand that is kind of what you want to do. Uh, we talk about the failures and the successes and how it can play mind games on us. It was a super honest, authentic conversation. And I'm really, really appreciative to Noah for going down this path with me uh, in our conversation. He's a, a brilliant guy. He's a super successful guy. There's so much to learn from him. I really appreciated his time. And I present to you, Noah Kagan. Sure, so I'm going to just hit record. All right, we're rocking and rolling. What's up, Noah? <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> Tim
1: Stodds, aka Tim Stoddard, in the house. Did I say that correctly?
0: Yeah, you nailed it, actually, first try. But most people usually say stuttered, and I'm just like, kind of roll my eyes at it, but you nailed it. Thank you. Ugh. Which I don't understand, because when I look at my last name, I think that says Stoddard.
1: The way you talk, though, it's, it's, you don't stutter, but you sound like a rapper. You legit, uh, you sound like Little Dicky's brother.
0: <laughs> well, Little Dickie's from Cheltenham. He grew up in the neighborhood next to me. I grew up Oh, in yeah. That. You guys sound similar. Are you, yeah. are you Jewish like the same, same Philly accent. Are you, are you Jewish? No, no. He's very Jewish, but we kind of look alike. I've been... You guys look...
1: Dude, you're like the Little Dicky of coffee.
0: By the way, Little Dickie even though his show is making him like really famous, he's a very underappreciated rapper, man. He's got amazing raps. I love that. I love his his music. Um, cool, man. Well, really great Good to thoughts. talk to you. I have to start off with a little bit of a, uh, just a token of appreciation. When the virus started, um, I saw some video that you posted. You were like walking around in your living room with like no shirt on, basically flexing, talking about... uh just some plans that you had to be aggressive during quarantine and to like really make sure that you put your money to use while everybody's sitting around and um i'm sure a lot of us can relate man i was a little freaked out as as all of us were thinking like damn what am i going to do about my companies what moves should i make and i i watched that video and i called my partner um at least from my agency very shortly afterwards and was just like hey man I think we need to like take advantage of this while everybody is hunkering down and just be super aggressive. And, um, and we really, really crushed it this year, man. I, I just, I'm not Congratulations. saying all thanks is, to you, but I do appreciate the vibes.
1: Dude, I'm going to do more shirtless videos. Yeah. That's uh, that moral of the story. No, <laughs> I, I think sometimes, especially in marketing or in our businesses, uh, we get really disconnected from the outcomes. And I think that's, that's almost like the whole point. Uh, you know, when I was at Facebook, I remember we'd have like millions of users. And we just look at how many new users we got each day. And I, and I was like, that's 50,000 people. Uh, or, you know, right now on youtube.com slash okay our, our channel, you know, each person I'm like, Oh, my God, that's a person who's watching it. That's so cool. And I, th- I think especially with online businesses, it's like, what's our revenue? And what's the email address? It's like, a, so to hear that kind of story, man, I, I really do appreciate it, man. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, well, it's important. Like, um, everyone who listens to my show has, has probably heard this a million times, but my first online company was actually a website that helps people in sobriety. And um, it's a big resource for people that like struggled with addiction is how I learned about content and blogging and stuff like that. And so like, into it, when there's 10s of 1000s of hits a day and stuff like that, and you're just looking at analytics, and you're looking at keyword reports, you really do get that disconnect. And then Every once in a while, you get an email from somebody like, hey, I read this piece of content, like it really, really helped me. And you're like, oh my God, you're like a person with like a mom and a sister and shit like that. And like what we do is more than just hits and- and How much
1: emails or revenue or subscribers. For sure. I,
0: like there's real people that absorb what we say and it means something.
1: It's, I, I don't know how to have a good branding for it, but it's like the power of one. And I, I've been thinking and talking about this with one of my really good buddies where- all my YouTube videos as we're focused on that or at AppSumo, it's like, all right, uh, how many people bought the deal? Or how many people watch this, you know, our YouTube video? And the power of one is like, well, what if it was just one person who changed their life? Like the next Elon Musk or the next Steve Jobs or the next uh, Tim Stoddard, like the next person, you know, it's like, but we're so fascinated, fact fixated sometimes on how many versus the quality. And uh, I don't know, that, that, that's kind of magical. Yeah. So I, I think as a creator in any capacity, it's you know, how do you stay close to seeing like the results of a, you know, you cook the dish, like maybe watch them eat it a little bit and let them get some enjoyment by their enjoyment.
0: For sure. Um, it's important to keep that perspective and and I appreciate you going down that that route with me. Okay. So I want to learn a little bit what you've been up to, man. You're kind of, you got a cool thing going, obviously you've <laughs> had like huge success with your companies and you've been not just with your companies, like you've done things that I think is worthy of note because you've, you've done it in a lot of different sort of pockets and industries that like wouldn't necessarily vibe, like being a good product developer doesn't necessarily make you a good content marketer. doesn't necessarily make you a good, like copywriter, sort of speak, you know? Yeah. And, um and every time I see what you're doing, I think to myself like, damn, he's got a decent podcast following like if i check out sumo.com i'm like man there's some good copy on here like he's got the content marketing thing now you got SendFox happening like one where where are you getting the chops with all these ideas and like was that an intentional thing do you just think of some shit and then run with it or do you are are you more methodical than that because in my view it seems like you just have ideas and then just run with them
1: (laughs) um i think some of my success is just because i'm i do I think a lot some a lot of my successes is I, I think about it afterwards and sometimes like this year I uh when COVID happened I got an RV and I went alone into the middle of uh, Terralingo Texas and I'm alone in the desert and uh a week later I was in El Paso and I was like did I just hang out by myself in the desert for a week like and it's like uh, you know I, I think that there's an advantage to, to taking action uh for anyone out there it's like just do it instead of hey, I want to talk about this YouTube channel, or I want to talk about starting a, a copy site. Or I want to talk about this. Like, just go do it. And um, I think in my career, I've, I've had a lot of fun and exploring a lot of different areas that I've been curious about. And I, I, I'll tell you, like, sometimes I look back on my career, I'm like, how the hell did I... I, I thought of a few weeks ago. I was like, how the hell do I do all this stuff? But I, I think, one, I was blessed and fortunate and lucky to be born in the Bay Area. Uh, and I've just kind of really followed my interests from... I was interested in technology always. I was always the game. But like, I got interested in Facebook because I was an RA in the dorms and all of my residents were on Facebook. And they're like, yo, you gotta get on it. And I'm like, dude, I'm on MySpace and I'm on Friendster and, and I, I don't need that. And then, you know, from there, I got introduced by Dave McClure to work at Mint.com. And because that just worked out really well. And from Mint, I was wanting to run my own show and that led me to create Facebook games because I saw my buddy Amit Gupta Post a Facebook app to his profile, and I became the largest Facebook app developer. And so, I I think where I I advise people and it makes me happy for myself is even if you're not making a lot of money or you're making a little money, at least try to follow the things that you're just curious about, regardless of money. And I'd say where I've progressed uh, in present day 20 years of working online and internet companies, I've really tried, I'm working on and practicing uh, the idea of just more consistency. So finding the thing that you're just really really enjoying doing. So for me, it's 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 content, uh, and so it's like, all right, let's just double down this YouTube game and keep working on it year after year. I think I've had, I think I haven't done as well uh, at times because I've, you know, kind of zigzag, like oh, let's do this for a year and then let's try that for a year, and I think like Appsumo.com, which has done exceptionally well, number one site online for software deals for entrepreneurs. Uh, the reason it's done well is because I hired someone who can stick with it and just keep doing it year after year. And that's Amen. Uh, and he's been amazing. And so I, I, I think some of the success is follow what you're curious with, but then stick with it for, I call it the 10 year rule. Like if you don't stick with it for 10 years, uh, you're not going to make a million dollars or have a million subscribers or whatever it is. But I've just seen that it takes about 10 years to get there. So that, that is the, the kind of career overlay.
0: Yeah, man. I want to stick on this a little bit because I, I don't know if struggle is the right word. I second guess sometimes decision-making because I'm sure you can relate to this and I'm sure a lot of other people listening can relate to this. There's the concept of keep action. Don't think too much about the results. Do the next right thing in front of you. Trust the process. Enjoy the practice. You know, keep chipping away, keep chipping away. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, no, no, there's value to taking a step back being methodical like really knowing what the fuck you're trying to do before you do it and then being like a master executor right and some days i'll think to myself like okay this is all i'm doing and i'm not doing anything else for the next 10 years and i'm like doubling down on this and then the very next day i'll get an email from somebody saying like man i found a really cool opening and like test prep. And like, if you give me $25,000, I think we can flip a website in like two or three years. You know, like, I think this is really cool. What do you think? And so it's kind of like that curse of opportunity, right? Where there's so many things to do. How do you pick one thing to do? But Uh I don't even know if there's a question here i'm just i I understand where you're going
1: with it i have i have an opinion if you'd like to hear
0: well please i I, i'm not asking you a question as much as i'm looking for like your insight on that constant battle behind like here's this new thing that looks cool over here what's the time commitment what am i sacrificing to approach this new idea and and how you struggle with that
1: so a few things one i don't have any ideas
0: people are like oh
1: you know like i'm Our companies do well. I've made millions of dollars over the years. Like I've done well. And I'm like, I feel very blessed. Um, But I don't have a lot of business ideas. People are like, yo, you must have all these ideas you want to do. I'm like, I literally have almost nothing. (laughs) Like (laughs) I got nothing. Uh, I think that's number one. It's more like I'm just kind of, I'm happy. I think lately I've just found the thing I can keep doing. I can do for free. And I think that's kind of the, what am I doing for free? I'm like, I got to do YouTube all day. like, And I can talk to people like you that are doing interesting stuff. Like, this is my life. Like, this is awesome. And uh, number two, I think there's a question about what is the best return on time? Yeah. So everyone's focused on their ROI ROI. Well, guess what? When you die with all the money, who cares? Mm-hmm. So the point is between now and when you die with the money, what do you feel each of us individually have to decide that what do we feel is a good use of our time? So let me give you an example. Absolutely.com is a, you know, eight figure company, amazing people, amazing customers, all this great stuff. I don't want to do that full time. I just don't. And, I could go and work on things with AppSumo that would probably help us make a lot of millions of dollars more, but I just don't want to spend my time on that. I'd rather do YouTube where we get like 5,000 cool people watching a video or 10,000. And so with YouTube specifically, there's times where I don't feel like I'm actually getting a good use of my time. We get like a hundred views or 500 views. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to enjoy it. And I'd like to have a, a good return on time. And it's figuring out that, that balance. In terms of opportunities, the number one thing I've seen where people get messed up you're swearing I'm, i know you're in nashville so i don't i don't like swearing to people that are in nashville um <laughs> the number one thing i've seen that when people are open to opportunities is because they don't have a clear goal and so what i mean by that is like today i got an a instagram someone slid into my dms a dude uh and he was like yo bro you gotta get on tiktok i'm gonna get you big on tiktok and it's tempting and yeah. it's really tempting and and I, you know, and what I, I, what's helped me over the years is having very clear definitions of where I'm trying to go, at least just this year. So the way I do it is this year, our goal, my only goal, the only goal I had professionally was to get hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. That was the only thing I, if you ask me any day, it's like, if it helps me do that, I will do it. And so everything else that's not towards that direct goal just gets put in the bucket for next year. So the TikTok guy, I was like, I can talk to you in 2021 or even interviews. It's like, Hey, I want to chat with you about yourself. I'm like, if it helps me go on YouTube and grow the YouTube uh, audience, sure. If it's not towards that next year and it'll keep being next year or no. And so I think for you, I wonder, you know, you bought copy blogger, which I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. But if it's like, Hey, my goal is to get copy blogger to this much revenue or this much email or this much audience size, everything outside that scope is a no.
0: (laughs) That sounds really great. And it sounds great for like my clarity of mind as well. I think one of my problems, um, it's like a blessing and a curse type thing is I just love SEO so much. And I just see the world through like keywords. Like really, like you can know anything you want to know about human behavior, about what's cool, about what countries are doing what, by what they search on Google. It's like, it's dangerously freaky, but I find it really fascinating. And so when there's, Keyword opportunities, I, I feel just really confident in the ability to, like, take advantage of it. Right. Um, and so that's fun for me. Like, I enjoy that the same way that you enjoy doing YouTube. Like, I just love tinkering around on search crawlers and, and finding backlink analytics and looking for, like, really, really cool opportunities to take advantage of. Um, I think,
1: let me ask, do you have a person, do you have like people around you saying no? So I have a lot of people around me saying no all the time. One, my name starts with no. So just my, my my. if you don't have a clear goal, I wonder, are you surrounding yourself? Like we have an advisor who is basically, every time I talk to him, he's like, how could you 10X it? That's all he ever says to me. He doesn't say anything else. And then I have a business partner who's like, what's working? Can we do more of that? And so I do have support and I'm surrounding myself. So I'm saying for you or for anyone else out there, do you have like your focus person? Do you have your no person? Do you have your like, you know, that person to, to kind of compliment you with, if you feel like you're, you're getting distracted or open to too many opportunities?
0: Uh, for the first time I do, I actually hired a business coach, um, which has been a really great investment, by the way, like little sidetrack for people that may roll their eyes on like business coaches. It's, it's some of the best money that I spend. And uh, we have actively worked on saying no this year many 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 times um with copy blogger in particular like i've been a part of the company for a while and i want to see it grow and um it's a website that means a lot to me like i basically got my digital marketing chops by just reading copy blogger every day and like brian clark was you know like a real um just a figure for me right and so uh you know i was gonna do that no matter how many people told me not to do it. It was just one of those life things. It was like, I don't care what you say, I'm doing this. Uh, and so to answer your question though, absolutely, this year um, has been way, way better in terms of saying no. I wonder a lot how much, quote, further I would be if over the last 10 years, I said no more often.
1: I'll tell you, a lot freaking further. Yeah. But the only, <laughs> well, so two things. One. Anyone who says coaches are, are not great, like screw those people. Those people no. are not happy with their lives because you've used coaches or aka teachers to get to where you are. But somehow after school, you're like, oh, I don't need it anymore. I have a shit ton of coaches. I, I just hired a dating coach nice. to give you an idea. Um, and you know, we talked about that. So one, coaches is, is dope. And the other thing I will say, is there's, there's two pieces of sticking with that. Uh, if, if I'm imposing on you, feel free to push back.
0: No, you're not at all.
1: The two things I would say on that is, on one side, with AppSumo, we've tried a lot of different businesses. We have KingSumo for giveaway software, Monthly 1K Course, HallDrop, Fam.com, or MeetFam.com, Sumo.com, Senfi. Like, you've heard of these. If we just would have put all that money and people and time into AppSumo.com, it might be a $100 million businesses. Yeah. Like, straight up. If we just were like, hey, all of our energy. Like, so my business partner, as an example, they were working on HallDrop.com. Uh, which was kind of like Appsumo for products. And we w- we're, they worked on it for a year and it was an experiment. And then the past two months him and Justin and Eric moved into the Appsumo team. And in two months, they have done like insane amount of growth for Appsumo. Insane amount of growth. And so I do think there's something there where what is working and how do you put all the money and the people and resources into that as possible? Because I think if we would have done that 10 years ago with Appsumo, like no, no doubt of 100 million. But I do think there's a counter argument. I hung out with a guy last night who spent six years working on a business that just hasn't been working. And so I think the question is if you found something working which is not easy to always do, go with it. Uh, and, but if it's not working, you, know, you have to give yourself some time to try uh, and then have a clear delineation to be like, yo, this is the cutoff. So I think for yourself, man, like if you are saying the, the phrase I like, you know, we'd like to talk about internally is like run up the score. What have you found that's working that you're like, yo, I'm going to run up that freaking score.
0: Okay. And I agree with both sides of the argument tactically. So I'll give you my...
1: Yeah, hit it, dude.
0: Yeah, I I told you about that original site I started. It's called sobernation.com. And over the three years of learning about that and about um, the healthcare industry, more or less, we built an entire conglomerate of lead generation websites. The whole company is called Recovery Local. It's recoverylocal.org. And you can see all of the the big web properties we've built. And if we did nothing but work on those websites, I, I, I can't even fathom where it would be. But then I think to myself, by expanding my horizons a little bit, there was all this other super fun shit that I got to do. Because the the recovery local stuff, as much as I'm passionate about it, and I feel really good about the people that you help and about the industry. And it's like really needed. It's still really tedious, dry SEO database work. And like, Oh my God, if it was 10 years later and like, yeah, sure. Let's say that, you know, we were doing 10 times what we're doing now and I can sit in a bigger house and a bigger place and everything is 10 times what it is except my experiences would that have accounted for a better life? And like hindsight, always 2020, right? Who knows? But, but I, I think about that as well. Like when is being so laser focused and, and linearly driven towards a goal, a detriment to like your overall quality of life?
1: I think I've always done very well when I've had a very clear goal that I wanted. So this year I want to do 100,000 push-ups. So I do 350 push-ups every single day, and the idea of like I want this and it's clear, it's uh, been helpful. The same thing with YouTube, youtubecom work It's like I want to get to 100,000 subscribers. Everything is about that. It's easy to plan. Not easy, but I've planned it. We've had struggles, but like honestly, coming we're at 97,100. I was people. just
0: gonna say you're pretty close, right? I checked it when I got damn the close, dude. The damn board. close.
1: Um, and I'll tell you, it's tough, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry All about right. that. Hang tight. No, no It's no. tough, dude.
1: Yeah, this Nashville. Nashville, we got to work on getting them Wi Fi. <laughs> Bro, you, um, yeah. You guys got great, great food, though. Yeah, amazing food. Um, but I think what's helpful is like having some goal that's really going to be challenging. I only work in one year segments. I generally don't be like my personal, professional uh, life is pretty much always bucket list in one year. Nice. And I, I found that. And I think having clear objective numbers and then making, and it's got to be challenging. It's been honestly the best way that um, I found the most fulfillment in the work I've done. And let's put a little and sign on that is as you're doing it, the whole point, like, let's say you want to get a million dollars, be like, yo, I want to get a million dollars. Guess what? You get a million dollars. Your life still might suck. I know (laughs) which is, I mean, it'll suck less because you're rich. It'll
0: suck less, but it doesn't make it better. I I hate when
1: rich people say shit like that. I'm like, yo, shut up rich ass. But I think the point I'm trying to make is it's that journey where like, hey, I'm working on SEO because I like seeing what people are doing, or I'm working on health, or I'm working on sharing marketing tips, which is what I, you know, I like to do with my stuff, or AppSumo. So it's finding that thing that you are enjoying the fulfillment of the journey all along. Because I think, I think for many years, man, I'll be real with you, like, I've always felt that it's only when I get the goal that I'm going to be finally happy. Mm. And I always got the goal, right? Like I got millions of dollars, or we got to this thing, or I got this thing, and I was like, still not feeling good. And so it was finally just accepting, like, are you doing what you want? Yeah, let's just try to focus each day on working on things that give you that joy uh, instead of just being such destination focus. Uh,
0: If I may say, and this is the first time talking with you, I think you start to learn about people even from afar through what they write and what they say. Um, But you seem like personally, you're just in a good spot personally, professionally, whatever. Um, Maybe that's completely off the mark, but you're your vibe and, and your podcast and stuff seems like you're in a good place
1: i i think if i'm real with you i think i've wasted the past three years of my life <laughs> like straight up wasted and it's not like i feel like i was in a relationship where i wasted her time and i i i don't know if i chose correctly i think professionally i wasn't really a lot of entre- entrepreneurs do this they're like i'm gonna try the business out like they do like this one toe thing and they try it out and then if it's like well it didn't work it's like well you didn't really try you didn't do anything and uh, I think with work I was like oh, I'll do this I'll try that I'll do you know I wasn't really committed and I think this year it was I broke up in the relationship and then I and I said to myself like what do you really want to do and you know finding those things from for me and for everyone is amazing yeah and it's just like how do we put ourselves in that place it doesn't mean every day is great yeah like Monday Tuesday uh, Monday was kind of like actually Monday and Tuesday were awesome days, but then, you know, I have down days like, like every other human. And, uh, you know, I think at least though, I'm like, yo, am I working and spending my life around the people and the activities that I want to do? And, uh, it makes it a lot easier that way.
0: That's great to hear. Nice. Okay. I want to transition a little bit. Um,
1: your show, do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, I'm always very selfish in my show like I basically Good. try to ask questions that like I want to know and if nobody listens to it at least I got what I like wanted out of it but I want to talk about Send Fox. Um Ooh, dope. I, yeah, I thought this was like a fascinating decision and it applies to me and I'll give you a little bit of context. I'll tell you why. For bigger brands with large email lists that have to be very well organized. Um, I think there's other applications that make sense. But one of the things I remember you saying is that some of those applications are very, very expensive. And for just a regular person that just wants to send an email, like why are you paying 60 bucks a month to send a once a week email? It doesn't make any sense. And so, But then I also think to myself, getting into the email service provider space is no joke. I mean, MailChimp does what, like 50 billion? ConvertKit is probably like 40 million something. Huge brand growing every day. MailChimp does a
1: billion dollars a year in revenue. A billion. MailChimp. A billion. Crazy, right? I think ConvertKit's 20 million. SendFox does about a million at this point a year.
0: Well, okay. And sure, you're like, small fish in the pond or whatever, but even still nudging your way into the email space is, it's kind of like a silly thing to do. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it seems like a very, very difficult market to get into. And so when was the moment when you just decided like, you know what? I think there's an opening here, even though you're swimming with like the great white sharks of the software world, let's just do it anyway.
1: I think there's a lot of times where being naive is an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I think where a lot of people, a lot of smart people, very intellectual people fail is because they're too smart. And there's a lot of dumb people who get wealthy or have more success or fulfillment in life because they're not, well, it's not going to work because of this. A lot of entrepreneurs do that. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. What about that? And um, I think, you, you know, for, for email marketing specifically, I think where our advantages is what is, and, and this is true for every business. If You're a blogger, or a podcast or a software or content maker, whatever it is what are you doing that is unique? But what most people end up doing is, oh, everyone's doing it vanilla, I'll just go vanilla. And they're like, well, why isn't it working? I'm like, well, cause it's vanilla, no one wants to eat it. Mm. You gotta go like cinnamon or you gotta go like pho or like whatever kind of unique flavor you wanna do that. You're like, you know, I'm gonna do a, a Korean burrito, right? Like, oh, that's different, you don't have that too often. And so with Senfox, um, I think there's generally almost always room in markets yeah, businesses. There's almost always, there's almost one, there's unlimited money out there. That's a whole other discussion, but there's almost unlimited opportunity. And you have to figure out where, what your, which, where's your place to win. And I think many people are like, let me play games I can't win versus let me go play games I'm going to win in. And for and Fox, we originally thought that we could win in just being the cheapest. Uh, and I don't like the word cheap, I think it's got bad connotation. I think most affordable. Affordable. Because I was using Aweber and uh, MailChimp and I've tried them. One, I I thought they were very complicated just to send an email and I thought, why am I spending $500 for email hosting? Like they charge, the actual cost is almost uh, insignificant. What was really surprising though, uh, was really surprising is that when we tried to uh, tell people to come pay at these prices, Tim, they're like, ah, we don't care that it's cheaper. No one cared that it was cheaper. I was the only, I was one of the few people that cared that it was cheaper. And so it's been a it's been a bit of a challenge to figure out where can SendFox win in the email marketing space. So we've tried to make it simpler. I think we're kind of simpler, not not significantly. Um, I think where we've had some success uh, is is kind of targeting content creators. So how do we make it easy for content creators to create emails and, and send emails? But I, I don't think I think we've we found some product market fit, which is you know. But do I think we've we've really dialed in what makes us like super unique and have a huge advantage? No, I, I would say no.
0: That's the fun part, I think. Though, that's the part that like sucks when you're in it, and then five years later, it's like, yeah, you remember when we we're all like sitting around trying to figure out how to do this, and we thought it sucked yeah. at the time, and now we wish we could go back.
1: <laughs> that's a difficult question because we all have, you know, generally the same amount. We all have the same amount of time a day. We're all going to live, you know, relatively similar amount of years, and in this planet that we're spinning around in, it's you know, how do we use our time effectively, and so it's nice to use your time that gets rewarded either with money or with people using it or benefits, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And with SendFox, we're evaluating. We, I, you know, I love SendFox. The team that works on it, David who runs it is amazing and all the people are so great, but we're evaluating like, is there something else we could be working on that will help more people and have a bigger upside of, of opportunity? And, and I think that most businesses, uh, I don't think they kill things enough and they probably don't experiment enough. I, and I think that's how you end up going out of business. Hmm. which is also hard because we're also saying in the beginning of the show to like stick with something for 10 years. Exactly. Both,
0: both is the answer, my man. Exactly. And it's such a hard thing to explain to people where I only know how to do it because I just tried so many stupid things so many times that didn't work. And then it hurts sometimes when you have to kill projects that, so for instance, I, I was building a stem cell. Uh, lead gen site. I think stem cells are really fascinating. I'm really into the science behind them. Um, And it just wasn't working, man. And like, I was so convinced that there was something there, but it comes that time where you think I'm sacrificing my time on the rowing machine. I'm sacrificing like my time to sit down and actually eat without thinking about what I should be doing and just like appreciating my food and just like being there in the moment. I'm sacrificing all these little moments of just staring off into space, you know, and I'm not getting the value of my time by obsessing over this project that may work, but right now just isn't. And it's, it's a tough thing to know how to do. You just have to kind of fall on your face a bunch.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what gets challenging as you get older is you have more experiences that keep you in the same rut. Um, You know, you're like, this didn't work before, so it can never work again, which may or may not be true. And that's hard because you get experience, you get also comfortable, like you're married, you're like, well, this is what I know. This is what I'm used to.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. I want to step back a little bit because you actually said something in passing that um, really caught my attention. And it's a topic that I love to talk about because it's been one of the huge transformations for me being entrepreneurial, you talked about unlimited money, unlimited opportunity. And I think one of the challenging things, especially about the internet, is there's so many people all saying, like, hey, look at me and this great idea I have. How on earth could there possibly be space for like little insignificant me? Right. And man, that was a hard lesson for me to learn. I, I come. I mean, wasn't poor by any means, but like working class, blue collar, lower class family thinking that like my life was just going to be swinging hammers and like how on earth could I possibly be like wealthy or live in abundance, right? And as I've, I guess, had more success and gotten older, you really see that there's just infinite opportunity out there for everybody. And uh, it's a difficult thing to say to somebody because you almost have to learn it for yourself to like actually get it right but i'm definitely curious about your insight on that you said it in passing but anytime somebody brings up that topic i always like to to stick with it for a minute
1: um i mean maybe tell me more where you're coming from it's something i've thought about i'm 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 38 and so i've thought about it for years where uh i thought i was trapped in middle class well is that where you, is that you were thinking or like, what, what, where's your mindset at?
0: Sure. I, I am thinking about it in terms of like being trapped in a class or whatever. Like, I think that's kind of difficult to define, right? Like who says when I'm in like the next class, I'm doing air quotes for all of you listening. Um, but really what, what I was referring to is escaping like that mental block of thinking in scarcity in thinking like there's only a limited amount of whatever and so i have to like grab my piece of the pie as opposed to building something that like creates more. And that's one of the things i love about internet companies is is there's so much leverage on them that it creates knowledge, it creates community and like out of that this new thing that didn't exist before is born and all of a sudden there's a business <laughs> there you know um you've done that many times right like SenFox was a nothing until all of a sudden it was a something and now look yeah. at all of the people that are benefiting
1: dude so many people um, do you, are you using it at all no <laughs> not yet all right maybe maybe we'll switch you over we'll get you uh, upgraded i like saying that I, I think scarcity and abundance mindset it's kind of like woo-woo talk um it's like when someone's like, "Oh, you got to sacrifice, or you got to sur- surrendering." Um, I think what's interesting about those moments, and I, dude, I'm like a very jealous, regretful. I'm also happy, but I also have a lot of like, like I, there's this house across the street from me, literally across the street. I tried to buy it three years ago, and I see it every freaking day. Um, and finally, like a year ago, or, or not a year, ago, eight months ago, I stopped being bothered about it. And I was like, why am I now not, I don't care about that. i was like, well, I finally have what I want.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I, I don't think about scarcity and abundance. Right. Cause I think a lot of that is like, am I just getting, I don't think anyone minds everyone getting what they want as long as they're getting what they want. Right. Like you don't mind your ex, like my ex-girlfriend, yeah. my ex-fiance, if she got a guy right now. Like she got a new husband. I'd be jealous. Why? Because maybe I don't have my person. Um, but I, I think a lot of that is just like, being clear with what we really want and are we really getting our own needs met? And then from that point of view, it's like, well, I want everyone else to get what their needs are met are too. Um, because, you know, I don't want to do the oxygen in the airplane thing because I think, you know, it'll put your mask on. but I don't know if I believe in that. I, I think, in terms of business specifically, I think there's unlimited money out there. Yeah. Um, what's fascinating to me is the experiences of when we're feeling jealousy, like, because jealousy is scarcity, it's like there's not enough. Yeah. So when you remember Bird and Lime Scooters? No, the scooters, like scooters, every on all the cities. Oh yeah, yeah
0: of course, of course, dude. The razors—they
1: came out. Oh my god, they came out in Austin, and I tried to invest in them, and I was so jealous. I was so unbelievably jealous, my man. <laughs> I was like, "That is the most genius idea! I can't believe it!" Oh, like my company, sumo and Sumo, and all of our comp- all of our stuff sucks. I wish I could put my money in th- these guys. And um, it was a really great experience. They rejected me, so they wouldn't let me invest in their company and it was a really fascinating experience to, to look back on and, and under, try to understand. For me, and I think for everyone out there, because everyone's got this kind, of a, this kind of same experience, which is, well, what was missing in my own life? And it was like, well, I wasn't really working on what I want. And my company wasn't, the company, partly mine, wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And now that we're doing what we want to do at, at AppSumo and Sumo Group, and, and I'm getting to do what I want with our team and, and all the YouTube content, I don't, I don't give a frick what anyone really does. I'm like, I'm, yo, you're doing great on YouTube. Awesome. Tim bought Copyblogger and you're running co- Awesome. And so I think there's a lot of that. I think jealousy is a great compass to direct us to things that we want or that might be missing. So I think scarcity is more just like something's happening that's not going on in your own life.
0: Yeah, I got to pause with that for a second because you're making me think of all of the times that, what's that phrase like, you get you lose nothing from other people doing well it's just for some reason you hate to see it sometimes you hate to see it depending on like your your frame of mind but you i will lose absolutely nothing by you doing great and so like why is it that when you that when sometimes i see people doing well and it makes me think that oh that's taken away from me that it, it, it triggers that, like you said, scarcity mindset. And uh, just a really interesting thought experiment for me to self-reflect on.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, if you wanna, be, if you wanna go into it for a second, what's like the last, I, I'm definitely a hater. Like I, I don't, I'm, like, oh, I'm a hater. Like there's people sometimes doing better than me on YouTube. Um, like there's this kid, Graham Stevens. He's like super popular on YouTube for business. And I think what's interesting is to go into your hater go into the person that you're hating quote unquote and be like well what why am i hating this person what are they doing and honestly it's mostly because we're impressed yeah i'm like yo his fucking he's making great videos and, he, and I'm not, i don't really follow him that much or spend that much time on it but i think for, you know for you like is, what's the last instance of this because I'm saying maybe we can go into it.
0: Oh God! It, was- it sucks to even have you ask this because, bro, I love to hear it. I'm almost positive that you know him, and because I really, really respect him. But it's probably Nat. I think Nat's blog is so fucking good, and I've spent so much time like writing really, really great in-depth content on my blog, on Copyblogger, on all my other stuff, and uh, for some reason having. The way that you like want a YouTube channel, I just always wanted like a popular blog. I spent a ton of time writing, you know, I really love it. I love the craft of writing and Nat is such yeah. a fucking good writer. And man, when I see that he gets like a couple thousand shares on some shit that he wrote and I was just like, oh, like you're kind of a fucking tool, but I'm only saying that because I wish that I was doing that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? dude, that's, that's, that's very honest. I used to work with Nat, so I, I definitely... Had some hatred towards him too. Now you know he lives in Austin, and there's you know in our in our uh, scarcity or jealousy, there's res- there's respect or admiration. Sure. And I wonder if your stuff was doing as well as you would like it to, which it may or may not be. You don't you know you may not care about him. Mm-hmm. I-, I remember I-, I had a friend. He's a very popular you know content creator, very very you know well known, best selling books, all this shit. And I was like so jealous of this fucking guy. And then the more that I just kept staying within my world and doing the things I really wanted, I was like, that's not me. And I don't like how he does it. And like, yeah, some is good, some is bad, but I'm doing the things I really want. So I guess I, I would ask that for you.
0: Yeah. And it's funny how exactly where you say that, like at, at that time, um, I, more earlier in the year, I was just struggling a lot with what my message was, um, finding different topics to write about, you know, like sometimes I write about like crypto or something. A lot of times I'd write about health just because I'm really into health and fitness. And, uh, I was, I was having a hard time really like identifying the, the contribution that I wanted to put into the world. And I think what it was is when I would read his blog, like Nat is so confident in the things that he says and he writes, you know, it's almost like he writes like in his mind, he's already fully convinced that he knows what he's saying is like 100% factually accurate. And I think, uh, I think I've struggled with that way of writing because I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm an emotional writer, I guess you would say, like, I'm good at writing about like what I see and what I'm feeling and like, um, some cool ideas, you know, and he's a very, he's probably a more right brain person. Like he's probably more of a mathematician type. Like his writing is very formatted and, uh, and you're probably right, man. Like I saw that. And I was like, damn, like I can't do that as good as him. And I'm fucking jealous about it. And uh, and that's probably why earlier in the year, I, I'd spend a lot of time like reading his shit and just like, man, I don't think I'm on this level and it would bother me.
1: There's a, a Steve Jobs quote. That's like one of my, I have, I have a few Steve Jobs quotes that I, I honestly think about all the time. Like, you know, every month I think about this. And one of them uh, is that everything around you, I, I pulled it up, but everything around you uh, that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it. You can influence it, and you can build your own things that other people can use. And then once you learn that, no one—you'll never be the same again. And I think there's some truth to that. We're like, not, hes bright. He's very impressive guy, but he's not smarter than you. He's not better than you. Mm. It's all made up by other humans. All right. these—everything's made up by these humans. And in this brief time on this planet, like, you know, I think we should all try to do some dope ass shit. And 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 everyone has to define that for themselves. It could be as an employee. It could be as a, a delivery person. It could be as a cook, whatever that is. And it's just finding um, I hate to say it, but it's almost like accepting who we are as ourselves. Yeah. It's like accepting that, like, for me, I think I, until I'm almost 40 now, I'm like, oh, wow, I really like starting and marketing stuff and evangelizing. But I fought that because I'm like, oh, I've got to run a company. I got to be I'm like, oh, I hate meetings. I don't want to ever do a quarterly review again in my life. That's just not my thing. So I don't enjoy it. And you know, and that, that, that has his lane. And so it's Tim finding Tim's lane on your you know, your truth. One, one suggestion I would say is that if you're writing, I have found it helpful, especially as you run a copy blogger, I have found it helpful to, to remove any um, re- deductive words like, I think this is true. Mm. Just say, this is true. Or uh, this may be the right thing. No, this is the right thing. Mm. And just practicing that kind of uh, crisps your writing To be more definitive, and I have noticed, in as a marketer, like that does make a bigger difference. Yeah, at least uh, at least my impression, I feel like it does.
0: Sure, I agree. That's great advice. Okay, man. So to wrap this thing up, I mean, this conversation. Are you want to
1: rap? We need a rap song.
0: No, I can't rap at all. I got really, really, really wasted a couple years ago, and I got in. Well, it was like thirteen years ago, probably, and I got in this really amazing rap battle that I dominated. And I hardly remember it. But since that is like my high point of rap, I made like a conscious decision to, 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 rap, like, yeah, to end on the high note, you know,
1: that was your like claim to fame. That's like, you're like Al Bundy, like scored three touchdowns, one game. You're still talking about that thing 13 years ago, dude, yeah. so get, on your rap, get on your, your, your rap game, my man.
0: Uh, I can't do it. Um, all right. Well, like I said, this conversation didn't it, it took an interesting turn and I we can um,
1: keep going. I got 10 more minutes, wherever you want it to go, my man. Well,
0: I want to know when I first started reading you and I first started checking you out, it was very like entrepreneurial business mindset, right? I I saw it. Um, I don't know if there's a comparison, but it's just, it seemed very much on the lane. Like you want to be an entrepreneur, do what I did. Here's here's the ticket, right? Here's the secret sauce. And I'm just sensing a lot more like self-reflection and um experimentation in in your message. And so we talked a lot about like clarity, you know, and about finding is like exactly what it is that you want to do. And so metrics aside and followers aside, the the thing that you're putting into the world right now, like how exactly would you define that? Like how is it that you're trying to help people with this YouTube channel? Um
1: people it's like you you ask people like, oh what's your purpose? I love helping people. I was like I've never met anyone who doesn't like helping people. Yeah me neither. (laughs) It's like I like ripping people off and giving them bad advice and doing the opposite things of what I tell them. Um, I'll say like I, this YouTube journey this year is, which is what I've focused on uh, has been some of the most fulfilling work I've ever done. Hmm. And I'm very, you know, we're almost at our hundred thousand goal. And I'm, man, we've had a lot of challenges. We, we had to let go of one of our like key, we had a key video editor. We had to let him go. Um, and it's been fulfilling as hell, man. Just, just helping these people. I think that's probably the biggest difference uh, now is that I feel more connected with the work I get to do. And I get to see people's comments and I get to hear stories like yours, like, hey, I watched this video and um, it, it made all the difference. And so I, I think, with the, you know, for everyone, it's just like, how do you find the thing that gives you fulfillment? And honestly, if we had like five people watching or 50,000 or 500,000, um, I think I'd feel pretty damn good. And every Friday I do office hours on our YouTube show. So, you know, they subscribe to youtube.com slash OKDork. I do office hours and I... It, I don't care if there's like 50 or hundred or 150 or lately it's been like 200. I'm like, yo, it's awesome to like, just hang out. And these people t- I get to learn as much as these people get to learn from my experiences. So I don't have a very original question, but it, it's been, um, I think it's been amazing to find something that I'll work on for free. I'd like to do it forever. Uh, hmm. I feel very fortunate that there's things I can share in my experiences in life so far.
0: That's amazing. I'm definitely a fan. I'm rooting for don't you. Be a fan,
1: Just be a homie. I don't really like fans personally because like fans puts you at a different level. I feel like homies. It's just like we're all at the same level. Like we go hang out. I'm like, you know, actually it's been counterintuitive uh, that uh, I meet some of the people in my audience. I'm like, uh, I'm like, do you know that you're much smarter than me?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, you know, you're a lot better than who I am uh, professionally. Maybe personally too, and and that's been actually awesome. And so, you know, I think just for everyone, my dream, one of my dreams is for, for everyone to find that in their own careers, whether that's corporate, whether that's startup, whether that's medical or nonprofit. I don't give a shit. So, what was your even original question? You were asking me
0: basically just what your message is.
1: The message that I I I think I'd like to share on YouTube uh, specifically. Uh, I call it the audience, the underdogs that I felt like an underdog my whole life. Like I felt like we when we were talking about abundance and
0: scarcity,
1: I grew up middle class and I felt like I worked at Facebook and I got fired and I worked at mint and then I got fired and I started a Facebook thing and then Facebook banned us. And then I started another thing. And then like, we got, you know, we also got sued by a, this company and it was just like, man, can I like, can I ever win? Like, is someone trying to always hold me back? And I never felt like I was like always fighting against someone else. But uh, I think there's a lot of people who are amazing that need a little bit of cheerleading or need a little bit of support or need a little bit of like guidance. Like, yo, go that way. You're going with the way you're going, keep going. And uh, I love that. I love that I get to do content and office hours and things like that uh, to support. And also, you know, selfishly, like I get to learn myself. Mm -hmm. I get to learn like, yo, what's working in marketing. What's, you know, for me lately, I get to meet these like 25 year old girls and guys and I'm, I'm like, yo, what are you guys up to lately that I don't even know about? Yeah, And uh, just to be a part of it, man, is, um, yeah, I would say I'd, I feel very blessed around that.
0: That's great. It's great to hear that. I feel very blessed as well. Dude, um, tell
1: me, here, share more.
0: Well, just like you said, this podcast, I started it for the same reason everybody starts a podcast, right? Like, yeah, I want to grow my brand and I want people to know me. And through it, it's just turned into like the best conversations that i've ever had and it's with people how amazing is that right yeah and it's it's and that's like what i tell people when you know because you get asked to be on a podcast it's like so what would you give new aspiring podcasters what piece of advice i'd be like look just find the people that you want to talk to the most and just talk to them and then like send them an email afterwards and just keep in touch with them and just make them your friend and then three years later you're going to be surrounded by people that are going to do nothing but just elevate you in your life and give you like intellectual curiosity and like stimulation and all that kind of shit. And, uh, and that's why I just, it was, uh, I could really relate. Right. Cause I, I always felt like a little underdog ish and like a little less than, and then all of a sudden I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to try my best to enjoy this wild ride around the sun. And then once I started doing that, all of a sudden everything just worked a lot better. And so, and so ultimately, like what I think I'm trying to say is it seems like you're approaching your YouTube channel without taking it too seriously. And, uh, and, and I love that. And you can like feel the difference.
1: You know, I, I will say that I think there's been times in this YouTube journey this year, and I, it's true for any business, whether you're doing like a, a blog business or you're doing a consulting freelancing business, whether you're doing a software business. Uh, and, and this is the part that I think me, a lot of people miss out on there's been many times this year, many, I can't, you know, weekly, where it just, we're we not hitting our numbers. It's not going well. And I asked myself, I'm like, okay, this is going to sound really douchey and SF bro but I'm like, yo, you're rich. You don't have to do anything. And I, I, yeah, I know it sounds like fucking asshole, but I think the point I'm trying to make here is like, well, am I working on things that I, I care about? I'm like, yeah. yeah. So I don't give a fuck if it gets a lot of views or not of views, just keep doing it. And honestly, lately I'm like, yo, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people are like, I don't even make all this money. It's like, well, you'll probably end up making the most money, just finding the thing that you're really just enjoying doing. And even if you don't make a shit ton of money, at least the eight hours a day or four or three hours a day you're doing it, you're going to enjoy it a lot.
0: Yeah. So it's, it, the things that keep you up at night are the things that aren't that right and so when i'm just doing the things that i <laughs> know that came out wrong what, do you mean, no, just, like,
1: what keeps you up on what keeps you up at night
0: um well i have a very active mind first of all so it's nice. just difficult for me to sleep in the first place but the days that i sleep the best is when i just it's when i i, I won the day basically when i won the war of art for that day you know and I'm not coming at it like some motivational speaker like oh like you gotta get after it it's not about that it's just about knowing that like whatever I had inside of me to give and like contribute for that day did I do it or did I not? And if I didn't it just makes me feel like oh like there was more to share that I didn't share with the world and 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 I think any creator is I think any any act of creation is basically just that it's not about the muse or like inspiration or any of that nonsense it's just about like the thing that you have inside of you to share did you share it even if nobody saw it you know but like just that act of sharing it is the thing that i think makes people feel fulfilled
1: there you know i I would almost i wouldn't i'm not arguing with it but i think this what's been fascinating for me this year to experience is that there's many days where i have a checklist of like what makes my day fulfilled and you know a lot of it's it's not nothing's rocket science it's like all right, did I do some exercise? Did I eat healthy? Did I learn something? Did I get a flirt or have some, you know, something like that? Did I create something? And I'll say there's days where I've completed my like fulfillment checklist of the day and I still feel like crap. Hmm. And there's days where I don't do the checklist and I feel great. And that, that I think that's called life.
0: Yeah. But I, I <laughs> and if you say, figure that one out, man, like... <laughs> <I'll buy> of <another laughs> course, 1990,
1: 1995, you can buy my course. I, I think the point with that though is that you know, try to be as intentional as possible with your days. So if, you, if for you, Tim, it sounds like sharing is important to you and it makes you feel good. Yeah, try yeah. to make sure you're doing that every day. And some days it's not going to always work out, but at least you can do as much of that as possible.
0: Totally. Sorry about that. My dog
1: just... <laughs> Who's your dog? Is your dog's here?
0: Uh, she's not anymore. She ran back out, but she, once she figured out how to open door handles, it was just all downhill man (laughs) Dude, that's
1: cool i mean that sounds like a youtube channel like dogs who open doors
0: have you ever seen uh that that guy's youtube channel where he figured out how to mix paint really well and got like a couple hundred thousand followers and then oh is this the whole
1: drama he got fired recently Yeah, he got
0: fired you can make cool youtube channels about anything there's so many like amazing creative people out there um all right brother i'm i'm all set i really appreciate Dude, talking stodds. to you do you want to try
1: it? here let's do a freestyle
0: no you're not
1: bro.
0: <laughs> you are not getting me you are more than welcome to freestyle I, know, I need a
1: beat though or something like that uh all right tim stodds he's coming to you from live in nashville he's not gonna be <laughs> ill he doesn't even want to let some rhymes out but uh he's listening to grimes because elon musk is dating her they're about to go out uh I don't know. I don't really. He's got Model Y, but no, he's not into Tesla. He's just in that stock. He's on Robin Hood. He's trying to get rich. You know, it's good.
0: Not Robin Hood. No way. You ain't gaming my stock. No fun. Oh,
1: that was good. That
0: was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Robin Hood makes me really anxious, man. It's uh, not for me because I don't participate in it. It makes me anxious for all of those kids that are like swiping buttons with balloons and celebration, not realizing that they just burnt like eight grand and, and stops you know
1: you only you only see the wins you only For see sure. the wins but i will say some of the funniest things i've ever seen online if everyone wants to like if you're in a bad mood and i always have to remind myself this because i go through moods you know human uh go to reddit.com slash r slash wallstreetbets and then read the post they are so funny <laughs> man like when i was uh some late nights this week and last week i go to reddit on uh some Wall Street bets. Dude, these people have some real good humor.
0: The internet is amazing with memes and and just silly Reddit posts. I always wonder where these people are and how are they not comedians or or whatever? Just internet meme lords that are hiding in some like dark hole of a living room.
1: Well, you have to think about it. You know, we talked about it earlier on. It's like they're not doing it. I think one, they're probably having fun. So I'm not even saying that, but. If they want to be a comedian, like, I, I'm actually fascinated with people. Like, what am I, I'm always fascinated when people work on something without making money for many years and then they get rich. Yeah. And so a comedian is one of those. Um, and, you know, them, it's like, yo, you're going to try to do this comedy thing. Or are you going to be an author? Like, a lot of times that's not going to work out for a very long period of time. Uh, and then eventually, and it's just like, well, how did you do it? It's like, honestly, I just loved doing it.
0: For sure. So for me,
1: like I've been blogging since 2000 and I'll say every time, you know, I'll tell you, Tim, in the back of my mind, every time I say that, because my blog, go to archive.org, go to okdork.com. It's been since 2000. And every time I say that in the back of my head, it goes, well, why aren't you more famous? That's what Noah says to Noah every time. So one, be nicer to yourselves, all of us. Yeah. But two, it's like, you know, have I really put in the work in those 20 years to be at the level uh, that I, I think I, I should be. At. And it's like, I don't, I don't really think so. I think yeah. this year I put in the work. And it's like, yo, you want want it? Well, find something you enjoy, which I've enjoyed it for 20 years, and put in the work, and then you'll get the rewards. I think people want to just like put it in the microwave. <laughs> trying to like put it in the microwave, just get it right away. And it's like, mm. it's not gonna happen. It's not like Uber. It doesn't just come.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I appreciate that because it just remi- it, it, it just makes me feel good that hard work is like the fairness in the world, right? Because Ooh, if, yeah. if you could just get shit, that'd be so lame. And so when you,
1: it wouldn't be, it'd be awesome, but it, it's not as, it's not as rewarding.
0: Yeah. But it also wouldn't be awesome because then all of a sudden everybody would have it. Right. And so then it just wouldn't matter anymore. And so when I see people work hard and you see that, that, you know, like pull up your bootstraps, whatever thing actually come true to somebody that's stuck with something for 10 years or something. And then it works. And it's just like a reminder of like, oh, wait, hard work and dedication and like discipline is actually something. Um, that that makes me feel like relieved that it wasn't just some like hoorah speech that my dad used to give me when I was a kid, you know?
1: Um. I think sometimes there's, you know, there's two ways of approaching life and business. It's sometimes it's nice to know how long it takes to be successful. Yeah. Right. It's nice to know that. Hey, if you work on YouTube, or you work on software, you work on blogging, you work on email, whatever it is, in ten years you're going to be rich. But on the other hand, it's like, well, if it's damn, if I if I get, if I'm going to know it's going to take ten years to get rich, why not? You should probably just start today. But mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I may not want to start. So I think there's also a beauty in naivety. Mm-hmm. Na- na- ta- naivety. Cool work
0: Yeah, man. All right. Um, I gotta check out of here, brother. It was really really great talking to you. So we got youtube.com slash okay dork. We got okdork.com, Um
1: appsumo.com, number one sideline for marketplace uh, for uh, for entrepreneurs. What about you? What's something you want to plug? Your show.
0: Man, just copy blogger. That's where I'm at right now. Um
1: how are you gonna get copyblogger back to its like glory. Copyblogger, I mean, when I started internet blogging in 2000, like Seth Godin, Duct Tape Marketing, John Jantz, uh I mean, you know, Copyblogger, I mean, dude, he with Brian was like the, the king. So what what's
0: your thought? Well, I think it's actually pretty simple. Um, it's very, very, very difficult to get a backlink profile like Copyblogger has. So if I'm strategic and methodical about the keywords that I go after. I think I can rank number one or number two for just about anything. Um, I mean, it's like almost 4 million backlinks to the site and there's no, there's nobody uses RSS feeds anymore. So it's just <laughs> difficult to do that. Like you can't really, Kids don't do even that. know what RSS is. Yeah. Like yeah you just can't do that anymore. Um, so on, that what's true? your thought
1: to, what's your thought to uh, get it back to that level? Well, or it's at that higher. level.
0: Yeah, it's already at that level. So um, so it's great to have that backlink profile to work with. But I think more importantly, it just has to go back to being about the writer. You know, Copyblogger has been on such a journey, Studio Press and like Rainmaker and software products. And like, you know, sometimes things just veer off a little bit. But the people that come to Copyblogger still to this day And all the email subscribers that we get and all the people on the email list, like they all want to be better writers and they all want to learn copy. And it's like, no matter how big TikTok gets and no matter how crazy virtual reality gets, I just believe in my heart that we're still going to read words. And the people that are really, really good at formulating those words to convince people to do things are always going to be the ones that are like very highly sought after. So. Um, it's simple man it's just going to be good SEO and it's going to be focusing on serving the writer and uh I'm I'm excited for the journey it's like crazy you know it's uh it's big money right but um I I'm an obsessive person and so I'm just very very confident that I can do this
1: That's a big I mean it's a big order man
0: you know it sometimes
1: you I think with a lot of life it's like we regret the things we didn't do, but we don't as much regret the things we did do. Yeah. So it's just like if you're gonna live this one life, might might as well go for it.
0: Yeah. What's the worst that'll happen? Like the worst, I
1: mean, if it's not death, then you'd probably be all right.
0: I'll be all right for sure. And um and it's a, it's got good revenue, it's a healthy business, so it'll take two years maybe, but um but it's gonna be great, man. You can help me out. Just make well, sure you're hey, signing
1: up for the job. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> All
0: right, brother.
1: Let's uh, rock it out. I appreciate it. Nice chat. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a journey of the internet. I'm going to be doing this. I, I think it's something about the internet world. It's like we do this for another uh, 50 or hundred years. So we'll, we'll be seeing each other. I appreciate well, you having me on
0: here. I hope so. And Austin is for sure. Um, on my list to go as soon as, you know, I'm like allowed on a plane again. So, uh, when this is over, man, I'll definitely come to Austin. I'll hang out with you. I'll hang out with Nat i let him know about how I used to fucking stare at him and and resent his blog or stare at his blog and resent his blog. (laughs) And we'll get some good laughs about it, man. So uh, I really appreciate your time, Noah. Thank you so much.
1: All right, brother. I'm gonna rock out.
0: Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to Timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.